You're listening to RGV Titan Radio. We are the 956. The views and opinions expressed by our guests, hosts, and or DJs do not, we repeat, do not reflect the official policy or position of RGV Titan Radio, our affiliates, or our sponsors. RGVTitanRadio.com. We are the 956. Movie Know It All podcast here on RGV Titan Radio. We are the 956. We are your hosts. I am Will. And I'm Bob. And bro, I was messing with the Ouija board the other day. You know what it spelled out? What? Your mother sucks cocks in hell. <laughs> or as they say in TBS, your mother next sucks at smell. <laughs> <laughs> PG version. PG guys. My PG bad. Version. My bad. <laughs> How you doing, brother? Happy Halloween, man. Happy Halloween, man. This Always our... a pleasure. Yeah, this is our official... Uh, second annual Halloween, the movie Know It All podcast Halloween special. And uh, today, it's spooky, man. Uh, Today, we're going to to be talking about the seminal classic, quite possibly the best horror movie, one of the best horror movies ever made. I find it difficult to... Yeah, go for it. The Exorcist. Oh, he said it. Yeah. what I was going to say, man, is I find that really hard to argue. Like, that one's difficult for me to argue. When somebody says The Exorcist is their favorite horror movie, it's like, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Why wouldn't it be? That's a fucking terrifying movie. Like, And it's, it's, it's a type of horror movie, man, that's like, it was, especially for me growing up, I was uh, uh, a child that didn't really watch horror movies growing up as a kid. Mm, that's uh, but, but my uh, uh, my parents were very very well versed in what was what was right and what was wrong for a child to watch. For example, uh, for example, I had to literally uh, uh, kick and scream and promise all different sorts of promises for my parents to allow me to see Batman Returns. Right? <laughs> Wash dishes, mowed lawns. Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> so the fact that I didn't get to watch The Exorcist until I was an adult just further solidified uh, for me how great of a movie this was because I watched it for the first time with a critical mind, critical thought, and full reverence as to what this movie actually meant. Like, I'll tell you, man, like, I was, um, <laughs> like, I was probably seven <laughs> when I saw <laughs> The Exorcist. Like, I had I had the opposite problem with my parents when it came to stuff that was on TV. Like, the, the, R, the, the R rating system, like, all that shit, my mom just did not take seriously. She was like, ah, it's a fucking movie. Like, if he's scared, he'll cover his eyes or her one that, away. That was that was my parents' <laughs> mentality. Like, if it freaks him out, he'll leave. Yeah. Like, not knowing that I was too paralyzed to move sometimes. <laughs> like, too paralyzed by my own fear. Um, my mom had fucking... Um, I got to a point when I was seven where I would she, she would just show me the most horrific horror movies and I would tell her that, like, <laughs> like I'm not scared of it. I'm not scared of anything. And she would tell me, like, one of these days I'm going to show you The Exorcist. I'm like, I don't care. 
And like, <laughs> I flat out, I, I flat out punked my mom. Now there's some, there's like some really good horror movies out there. Uh-huh. And there's some that like, when you're a kid, you watch a horror movie and it makes you feel like, Ooh, shit, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. But you know, it's not real. You totally yeah. understand. It's not real. Freddy's not real. Jason's not real. Like pinhead leprechaun, Chucky, none of that shit's going to really happen. The idea of it happening is what's really freaky. And then you yeah. watch those those types of horror movies that make you go, oh, fuck, that's scary. That could really happen. And then, yeah. like, you have movies like The Fucking Exorcist where you sit there and watch it and kind of look around at the age of seven and go, I don't think I'm supposed to be watching this. Like, I, I shouldn't be watching this. Like, Yeah. And then, like, everybody's saying, oh, well, it's it's a it's a, a... They, they make it seem like it's like a documentary, I guess. Like it's yeah. like it actually happened. Like, yeah, that little girl really did get possessed and they recorded it and they turned into a movie, you yeah. know, like, but it a, was based on a true story, though. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, tons of shit is based on a true story. It doesn't really mean it happened. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, I, Bohemian Rhapsody is based on a true story and that's all fiction. Yeah. <laughs> like. It, like once upon a time in Hollywood is technically based on a true story like didn't really happen like stuff like that always kind of cracks me up and they say based on a true story because like personally I feel like they should they should say they should start promoting things uh, based on a good story yeah like like that's why i was like that fanboys trailer like based on a true story or at least a good one yeah like i love that line based on a true story or at least a good one yeah like that's fucking cool to me and they should do more of that because like you get really like like misled with that stuff but i'll tell you the exorcism is just it's still one of those movies man Mm -hmm. like it's still one of those movies that after like it's it's at it's 40 years old like you watch it and, and you're it like at least in 1972 i believe yeah like 1972 that's fucking absurd <laughs> but it, it's still the pinnacle of horror man like for real and, and so i get why people say it like i get why it's it's an argument like yeah it is the exorcist is, is a valid answer for best horror movie ever so uh, real quick, man, I wanted to kind of uh, 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 get off track a little bit. And I wanted to to start a, a new s- a segment here on uh, the Movie Know It All podcast. And uh, um, I kind of wanted to to start uh, the show with what we saw this week, a segment I like to call what we saw this week. And mm-hmm. um, I kind of wanted to get into, man. What movies did you watch this week that that kind of helped you pass the time? I know that we're all still uh, uh, stuck at our own houses and stuff, and I kind of wanted to get, uh, um, and I wanted to get the audience in on this as well, man. Like, like let us know what what movies yeah, uh, you, everybody saw this week. But you personally, man, what movies did you watch uh, this week? Uh, 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 I actually hmm. just checked out um, Terminator: Dark Fate. For the first time? And for the first time. I'd never seen okay. this one. Um, after Genesis, I was like, well, that's that's a dead franchise now. But um, <laughs> I saw James them stepping... Cameron's like, no, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of saw them stepping on the toes of... Uh... Apparently, Avatar was getting a little bit too expensive. So James Cameron's like, you know what? Let me make another Terminator movie. <laughs> <laughs> That'll save me some cash. Yeah. But... Um, <laughs> I'll tell you, man. Uh, I've 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 seen all the Terminator movies, and like I am, as you would call, an apologist for uh, Terminator. Yeah. Uh, I still think Terminator Two is the greatest sequel of all time. 
Uh, Terminator 3 I always felt was pointless, but I enjoy it. Uh, I adore Terminator Salvation. Like, they've been promising me that since 1984, man. I dug it. Like, it was good. Like, Mm -hmm. I like Salvation. Um, I hated hated Genesis. But the one thing they all had in common was somebody cared. Um, Someone cared while making that movie. Um, Terminator Dark Fate was one of the most just empty cash grabs I've ever seen since, like, Men in Black 2. I have never been insulted so much as a movie. And it takes a lot to insult me, man. Right? It takes a lot to insult me. It's a real, like, fuck you. You You're going to pay for it anyway. Like, Like, this is the worst. Like, to me, it was the worst insult I've ever had at the movies since I saw Transformers the last night. Like it broke me, dude. Like it was like, you know what, dude? Fuck you and and your and your franchise. Like I I, I I'm done. I'm done with the franchise. Like I'm, and I'm it, done. And it's so funny because it starts off so well. Like it really started off. I was like, I'm interested enough. Like I'm fine with the the rewriting history shit. It's the new trend no spoilers. In yeah, no spoilers. No, no. I'm, I'm no. but I'm fine with the everybody's rewriting history. It's Flashpoint without Flash. It's Days of Future Past. It's 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 a hundred and twenty million dollar fan film, dude. It's it's part three if no one cared. Yeah, <laughs> it really is part three if no one cared, and yeah. like it, it's so it's so empty and it starts off so promising with like a real shock value like ooh like that's interesting that grabbed my attention real fucking fast and then like it continues to go downhill linda hamilton doesn't care like i feel so bad for i i felt so bad for everybody involved because like there are no bad actors in this movie i disagree but uh, um, the story's just, uh, you know. I thought but, I thought so many people were bad in this movie. Really? <laughs> yeah, like I, dude, Linda Hamilton just did not give two squirts of shit, like about anything that was happening. Like yeah. your your new characters, your new main characters were just so soulless and empty to me. Like, I mean, there's such a big. Because the like, I'm sorry, going off on a Terminator tangent. It's just the for, the formula is so simple. It's a chase yeah. movie. Yeah. Like care that you're being chased. You know what I mean? Like fucking Kyle Reese in Part One. Like it doesn't fail and it will not stop until you are dead. Like there's real consequence and yeah. fear. Well, it was a and horror it, movie, the first one. Yeah, and in this one, they're skydiving into the fucking Hoover Dam, and I'm like, what the fuck is this, dude? Like, what happened so, to Terminator? <laughs> so, I actually watched, uh, I watched a couple of movies uh, this this uh, this week. I finally saw Project Power, by the way, uh, the, which Power. is on Netflix. Okay. It, it's, a, it's a movie with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and uh, uh, Jamie Foxx. Uh, it's about a new designer drug that's on the streets of New Orleans, Louisiana in the near future, where every single hit gives you a superpower for five minutes. Oh, it's a phenomenal movie. Amazing idea. Yeah. Like, and everybody has their own power. So, but the thing is that you don't know which power you're going to get. And sometimes you take the pill and you, you immediately overdose and you die. 
Oh, but sometimes, shit. sometimes it gives you power. Like some people, it gives them the power to be bulletproof. Mm-hmm. Other times, it gives them the power to be uh, like like Johnny Storm, like uh, uh, Johnny Storm with the the flame. Yeah, yeah, so, human torch. It's actually a really, really good movie, man. It's actually really good. Very cool. Uh, and I saw Robert Zemeckis's uh, the the witches, the Roll Doll remake. Uh, How of, is uh, that? Witches. It is really, really good, man. Um, I grew up watching the original Witches with Angelica Houston, mm-hmm. and this new version is written by Guillermo del Toro and nice. directed by Robert Zemeckis, uh, starring Octavia Spencer and uh, um, oh, what's her name? Uh, she played Anne Catwoman and Anne Hathaway. Mm-hmm. And man, like, it is such a fun movie, dude. And it is legitimately terrifying, some of the scenes, dude. Really? So I, it, I love the original so much, man. I was so happy when I saw that they put that on Netflix. Like, I showed that to my stepdaughters, and they just, they were enthralled so quickly by that movie. They're going to love this new one. Uh, I, I, I think you're going to like this new one, too, because it perfectly brings everything up to date while keeping the, uh, um, like, like, it doesn't bog anything down, dude. Good. Like, That's you know good. How, how you got to really remake the, the original. Yeah, like you know how how remakes always kind of like time to tone it down. This is PG horror, by the way. Yeah. Okay, so this is like it's pushing the edge, and I think that if it would have gone straight to uh, to theaters, it would have been PG thirteen. Mm-hmm. But it's very like oh, it's it's like uh, it's it's very on the edge. Right on, man. Yeah. Like they walk that I, fine I, that that fine PG and PG thirteen yeah. line, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I, don't, I dig that. I don't like the CGI, but then again, you know, who does? Uh, so, so <laughs> you know, nobody can be Jim Henson. No, no, God no. So, and then I saw. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, man, but uh, the new Borat movie came out recently. I did see the new Borat movie. I was uh, woefully impressed. Uh, Very, very funny, entertaining movie. Um, Sad in a way <laughs> just because like, this is this is the country i live in dude <laughs> like, yeah it was sad on two yeah, levels yeah. for me it was sad on two levels for me and i and i and i think it probably hits you the same way too because in this one like he has he he has a daughter mm-hmm. that he tries to, to give away to mike pence <laughs> which is so fucking funny to me dude like <laughs> yeah and it's like it's so good uh, the way the way that Sasha Baron Cohen does his comedy, it's so genius, man. You know, he's, it, like he's, he's a little too he's a little too clever, man. He's not for this world. Like he's a little yeah, he's like, a little smarter than like a like he's he's like he's clearly uh, a genius, but like he's smarter than that genius. I think yeah. like like a lot smarter than he's than he's given credit for, and he's given a lot of credit for how clever he is. But like this was like. This one was far more clever than the original, I thought. Yeah, and, and I think and I think the raunchy the raunchy jokes worked a lot better than they did in the first one. And the first one I thought yes. were a little too forced. Yeah. But no, this one they this were one, they, they came a little too easy in this yeah. one. Like, <laughs> I was like, well how yeah, how could you not go for that joke? Like yeah. how could you not? So, <laughs> so so uh Terminator Dark Fate and uh uh well Terminator Dark Fate is it's on Hulu, but it's also available on uh, Amazon Prime and uh, yeah, it, just got, um, it just got put in front. 
Yeah, uh, and uh, um, the new Borat movies on Amazon Prime, exclusively yeah. on Amazon Prime, and uh, uh, like Project Power, and uh, is on Netflix, and uh, The Witches is on HBO Max. Another reason to get HBO Max, man, because that's a really yeah. good movie. So uh, let's get to the to the meat and potatoes of this uh, of the show, man. Uh, we're going to talk about The Exorcist and. The, the thing about this film is that it has a history of, oh, like, as soon as it was released, as soon as it was released, it, it garnered a, a reputation mm-hmm. of being uh, one of the scariest movies ever made. Right. Uh, case in point. And, and, and I think, and I think they, they were genius when, when, they, when they picked this up. Apparently, and I don't know if this is true or not, it's never really been verified, but it's always been told as a true story mm. that a woman actually went into labor while watching this movie. Yeah. Okay. That her water broke in the theater while she was watching it. Okay. Mm. And then after that, they did something that Hitchcock would be very proud of. They put signs on the outside mm-hmm. saying that if you are a woman that is pregnant past a certain point, or if you have a heart condition, or yeah, blah, 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 do not watch this movie. Yeah. And there are actual video clips, news clips mm. of uh, the reporters sitting outside of the movie theater. And interviewing moviegoers, uh, like being the most disturbed that they could be, like, I yeah. can't believe I sat through this. Like, I can't believe I watched this. Like, what was going on in that theater? You know, There's demons in the film, like in the film yeah. reel. That was my favorite <laughs> one. Demons in the film reels. Like, what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> like, like this movie had lost their shit, man. Big time, especially the religious organizations, man. Oh, man. Okay. They, they're, they're the reasons it got so big, man. Yeah, like they're I, saying I, that I, it, it promoted Satanism and all that stuff. Yeah, dude. Like, it, it's going to turn jackasses like me straight to the movie. Like, I've got to go see that. <laughs> dude, that shit. Promotes like, I don't, Satanism, you say? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why they don't do more things like that, because that shit grabs my attention. Like, it really, really gets my attention. Like... The last time I remember somebody doing it was James Wan with The Conjuring. Yeah. Like, that he had priests outside the movie, the premiere, like, to bless you before you went in and shit like that. Because he didn't want to be held responsible by what, like, you take back from the film. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> like, all right, I'm going to go. All right, I'm going to go see it. Because I wasn't interested yeah. in The Conjuring when, when I saw the trailer for it. It didn't do anything for me. I was like, didn't I just see this? Like, didn't you call it Insidious? Like, I'm good. Yeah. I don't care. And like, but then like I started seeing that and like people like reportedly like feeling like spirits in their house when they went home. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, can the movie be that good? Like, you know what? Fine. I'm going to go see your movie. Like, good movie. (laughs) But like, I sure as shit didn't feel like anything followed me home. Like, (laughs) I did it. Yeah, whatever follows me home is mine. It's mine now, bitch. (laughs) Yeah. Like, whatever, dude. Like, rent's on the fourth. Like... So, uh, so The Exorcist was uh, written by uh, William Peter Blatty. Right. Uh, in all, at the time, he was just like he was a sports writer, yeah. and he wrote for uh, for uh, I forgot which newspaper he wrote for, but he wasn't really a novelist. Mm-hmm. And then uh, one day, he heard the story about uh, back in the 1940s, uh, this 13 year old boy. Uh, was uh, like apparently possessed, and they did an exorcism. They did an exorcism on the boy, 
Mm-hmm. Right. And he interviewed the priest that did it. Like he he uh, he actually had they actually gave him access to uh, to the archives in the church mm-hmm. where he found the recording. So the supposed recording of uh, of the boy being uh, being uh, uh, exercised. Mm-hmm. And he said that the that to this to up until the time of his death, that he was very he was haunted every night by the sound of those recordings Mm. and they haunted him so much that he had to write and write a story about it. Of course he changed it to a, to a, to a little girl instead of a boy. And he moved it. I believe that the, uh, that the actual story took place like in um, uh, somewhere in the Midwest, like uh, somewhere in the Midwest U S and he he switched it over to, uh, uh, to Washington. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man. Uh, they Warner Brothers picked it up. Uh, they got William Friedkin to direct, who uh, is uh, one of one of the one of the best uh, directors to ever direct a direct. Yeah, you know, <laughs> absolutely, man. And they got fucking William Peter Blady to uh, to actually write the script too. Yeah, yeah. Which is and really he changed cool. very little about the story. He changed very little mm. about the story. I think he changed. Uh, 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 he changed the location, I think, and then he yeah. changed the. Uh, um, I believe because I ha- I haven't read the book, but he changed he changed a, a couple of little uh, surface surface uh, things about it. But other than that, I heard it's actually really really close to the to the actual novel. I actually, I, and I, I had like this habit of, uh, like when I would go to a, a Goodwill. Like I'd always buy, a, I'd buy a book every now and again. And um, like once I had like an actual collection of books that I actually like, took the time to read, I just started buying like novelizations of films that I would find because they were usually 50 cents. But yeah. like um, amongst those novels, somebody put The Exorcist in there and I'm like, no, that's the actual like novel. And I bought it with the intent to actually read it. And I just never yeah. got around to it. I never got around <laughs> to reading it. Like, it's like it yeah. just sits there near my copy of The Omen and shit. But, um, <laughs> that you but, that you haven't read. Yeah. I I heard it's actually like a pretty pretty uh pretty easy read, but the images that they use it's actually they actually tone it down in the movie. Some yeah. Of the images that they use. Yeah, from what I understand, yeah, they tone it they tone a lot down for the film, which is pretty fucked up. If you watch this fucking yeah. horrific thing, man. Like it's so, it, yeah. Go no, go for it. What were you gonna say? No, I was gonna say so. Uh, they they got uh, Ellen Burstyn, uh, a very young Max von Sydow, uh, and they olded they put a ton of old makeup on him to make it actually make sure. I believe he was like in his forties uh, when he filmed yeah. this movie, and then Which they turned so they they, put, they cast him as an eighty year old uh, 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 priest. Yeah. And, like, what I think is really fascinating is, like, man, they knew exactly what he was going to look like in his 80s. Yeah. Pretty interesting. (laughs) I I was like, holy shit. It's like, man, he has an age today. (laughs) I was like, how was he fucking, like, 80 back then? He's still alive. Like, shit used to freak me out. And uh, Jason Miller, uh, and of course uh, the great Linda Blair, who really was thirteen at the time, I believe. I think she was yeah. actually, uh, yeah, she was thirteen. And uh, it's funny because she was so gung ho for everything that they did, mm-hmm. but she could not cuss. 
like yeah like her her mom was always on set and uh in one of the interviews that she gave uh, after the uh after the film she was saying yeah like I, she never felt comfortable like everything in the movie she was okay with but the only thing that she couldn't do was cuss in front of her mother <laughs> yeah which is so funny which, man like yeah it's hard for me it's, to not cuss in front of my mother <laughs> yeah it's just but, part of uh, the vocabulary now man <laughs> So there's there's so much to talk about this film. Uh, I believe that the the behind the scenes stories that came out of this man uh, is deserves its dude. own movie or deserves its own documentary or something because everything they, that happened they, ha- regard- they, ha- they have a real they have a real good one on um, Shutter. There's this show. Oh, okay. Uh, called cursed films and they talk about like the cursed like things that happen on the sets of movies and shit like that and one of the episodes is the exorcist which is like just peppered and like it's creepy (laughs) though like it really is creepy and it's 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 i don't know man like it's stuff like that that makes it very difficult uh for me anyway to like go full on like no there's nothing like I'm a skeptic by nature I feel like there's there's um there's a fucking reason that everything happens like any creepy like weird mystifying thing that you think you saw or you might have seen or you did see like there's probably a rational explanation behind it yes but there's so much that has like no rationale like like that makes no sense why that would happen you know what i mean like that's pretty freaky and like that that fucking movie had a whole lot of that going on man like had a whole lot of that shit going on so and and it wasn't it wasn't just on the set Mm -hmm. it was very much uh not only the people working on it Mm-hmm. The people related to the people working on it, the people uh, around surrounding the uh, the production itself, mm-hmm. there actually was was a lot of uh, like, for example, uh, Jason Miller, mm-hmm. he was uh, he was on set for a week when his son was involved in a plane crash. Right. Thank goodness his son survived, mm-hmm. but like he was in the middle of filming the Exorcist scenes. Mm-hmm. You know the the exorcism scenes when his son yeah. was involved in a plane crash, you know little little things like that that on its own seem pretty innocuous and seem pretty like you know like oh what a coincidence. Yeah, but, but when it keeps happening over and over and over again to different people, like yeah, it's weird. Like it, it is weird. It gets kind of odd. So, so this movie is is uh, basically about. Uh, it it's it's it surrounds itself around father it starts out with father marin okay mm-hmm. and i guess you could say he is he's the main character without being the main character yeah because in the subsequent sequels uh or should i say the prequels the two prequels that we got <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know uh the father marin is actually the main character in, in the prequel mm-hmm. and we see him we see him in the middle of a in, in somewhere in africa right yeah and and he comes across uh like the statue of a demon yeah now they never really say in this movie at least uh what the name of the demon was mm-hmm. but the name of the demon is actually pazuzu yeah okay they have they hammer the shit out of that in part two I never saw part two because I because uh I, when I when I did hear about that there was a part two Mm-hmm. Uh, like right before I saw part three, um, uh-huh. 
I was like, no, actually, when part three came out, I'm like, there's a part three. Wait, where's part two? You know, mm-hmm. the one <laughs> kind of like that. But they, uh, um, I, I never saw it because I kept hearing how bad it was. It, it's honest to God. Um, not only is it one of the worst sequels of all time, mm-hmm. it's probably one of the most boring fucking movies you'll ever see. And the, the, the amazingly sad thing is that there's kind of a good idea behind it. And uh-huh. like, I'm like, well, you, you had this and you just like, just shit <laughs> on it. Like, and it's, it's, it's garbage. It's like, it's attacking, um, it's attacking religion with science. Like, uh-huh. and it's, and it's one of those things where it's, where it's like, science is going to take the L here. And like, that's fine. Hey. I'm, I'm all for that. But like, you know, give it a good reason. Like, nah, just because we said that, so. That kind of defeats the purpose of part one, man. Yeah. And it, because just, it, it just sucks. It sucks the fucking life out of it. Yeah. And well, like, I mean, it, it's got James Earl Jones as dressed as a, as a giant fly, right? Yeah, it didn't, <laughs> or didn't save it. Yeah, it, didn't, <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't save it. Yeah. But like, amazingly enough, though, part three is fucking incredible. I love part Exorcist three. I think it's because it wasn't meant to be a sequel. No, it it doesn't feel like it. It really doesn't feel like it. It feels very much like uh, what Dimension does with Hellraiser. Like you wrote a you wrote a script that involved hell. Well, we got to put Pinhead in it somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, but that's another uh, William Peter Blatty story, and uh, he actually directed Part Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I, I think that's why it fits, uh, or it's actually, you know, because Father Marin, uh, actually, no, Karis actually returns in yeah. that one. I was gonna say uh, that Father Karis, yeah, part of the, the Gemini killer. Yeah. Which is oh my god, dude! What if I? It's such a convoluted so, plot, but it's so good. Like it's so good if you watch it, especially the director's cut. It's it's phenomenal. I love that's, it. That's, it that's one the shit worth, out of me. That's one worth <laughs> reviewing, and we'll definitely talk about the line but like right now we're yeah we got to give we're getting to the meat and potatoes of the exorcist so we were we're at the beginning of this where where we're introduced to Marin right over in in Africa Mm -hmm. and uh he he comes across what we what we find out later in the in the movies is a demon named Pazuzu Right. Who is an actual demon in actual in a Mesopotamian religion? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was known as the king of the demons of the wind, mm-hmm. brother of Humbaba and the son of the god Hanbi, mm-hmm. and he's also considered one of the one of the generals of hell. Mm-hmm. So, and he is looked at as both a good guy and a bad guy because he's kind of like one of those. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah, because he is actually a demon hunter in mm-hmm. hell. He actually, uh, you know, you know what uh, what Spawn is. Yeah, you yeah. Know, or, or not Spawn, but what's a character that that um, the devil sends out to to capture other demons on Earth? I don't know, man. But you know what? But yeah, you know what like, I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. That's basically what Pazuzu is. Pazuzu is is he's he's uh, he's malevolent. But, you know, if you can also summon him, if you have a problem with really evil demons and he will come and he'll he will uh, capture those demons, you know, he might kill you while doing it. But (laughs) have you ever by chance um, because I used to be real into like uh, some demon lore, like not Uh like I I didn't get I never got like too deep into it because it gets a little repetitive and shut the fuck up you to me. 
like I'm just <laughs> yeah. reading I'm just if, if I'm reading if I'm reading your book and I say shut the fuck up like four or five times like it's <laughs> I'm not gonna enjoy your book anymore like yeah and and like I used to uh, I read Goetia a long time ago and like the Goetia is just like a it's sort of like a laundry list of demons and there's like so many of them that do the same fucking thing and I'm like why do you guys I think need I so many I remember reading that book to try to impress a chick once yeah that's kind of where like <laughs> that's kind of where it started it's where I read a lot of books for that particular reason well <laughs> like, I'm being so honest you so you. well read that's, that's why I'm so well, well versed and my lexicon is impressive but like, like I was trying uh, to get laid like so I'm being honest like when I wow, dude, when I was younger, like I no, dude, like I would have, I would have, I literally read a Bible, but um, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, like, you you read these things and it, it gets a little like goofy and hokey and shit like that, but um, it, it, they're they're always interesting for like a chuckle, you know, yeah. like there, there's some like really fucking like low-grade demons and stuff like that they'll exchange like monetary riches for adoration and like mm-hmm. you know you get those movies too you know hail payment but yeah uh, <laughs> exactly like just tell me i'm cool like why couldn't it why couldn't a demon like that like possessor like bro just say i'm cool and i'll leave <laughs> yeah. Much simpler fucking movie, right? But uh well, so then again it wouldn't be considered <laughs> one of the most terrifying fucking movies of all times that yeah. happened and I think here this is the reason why the movie is so terrifying is because the horror doesn't really start right away. No, right? it really takes like time. I mean I mean you you get you get uh, uh Father Marin uh who um we see through his eyes and through his through through his uh, adventures in Africa. Mm-hmm. Basically it's the setup of what's to come, right? Like you see this demon and you see him like stand face to face with a Pazuzu statue mm. okay uh, and which is based on on the real on the real Pazuzu statues that they make yeah right yeah yeah and uh, it's 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 also made as a uh, a fertility kind of thing because you could mm. see uh, he's got a he's got a serpent for a dick yeah so uh, they he, he don't he's, we he's all yeah. Yeah, all right <laughs> I don't know about you mm-hmm. but uh then we go to then Look we, then, short we to switch, me. <laughs> then we switch over to uh, to Georgetown, and uh, we uh, we meet up with Ellen Burstyn's character. She's gonna be we find out television. Oh my god! So I bring up that horror movie, right? <laughs> okay, man, you you just ruined my night, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that movie will fuck up your day, won't it? Like so, there's man. only so. Like there's like two movies, there's like two or three movies that I refuse to watch because they mess with me so much. Uh, I, I, funny enough, Hereditary was almost one of those movies, but like yeah. one is Schindler's List, Ooh. and the other one is Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, man. And it's all because of Ellen Burstyn. Yeah. In that movie. <laughs> it's so heart wrenching, dude. It tears me apart watching yeah. her and then i saw requiem for a dream before i saw the exorcist okay oh my god she's an old woman in requiem for a dream yeah and here she's a she's a younger middle-aged woman right yeah. she's like in her, in her uh in her mid-30s she's about our age yeah yeah maybe younger well, quite possibly well, 
Probably younger. That's <laughs> fucked up if you think about it. Yeah. I don't so, want to go through these problems right now. I have enough fucking problems, dude. Like, so, who wants to pair that in there? Fuck that. So uh, we, we find out that she's she's not a terrible person. She's just very Hollywood, right? Selfish, very dickhead. She's very selfish. She's very, like, um, in the air. obviously an atheist. Mm. Obviously, like, a godless person. No, yeah. and I don't mean that. And I don't mean that derogatorily. I just mean that, like you know, yeah. The, the, religious. The, the movie is the movie is cannon fodder for like Catholics and Christians use it as cannon fodder for a reason. Yeah, like there is a lot of Catholic guilt in what's being written in it. <laughs> yeah. Like there really is. It's a severe undertone of the film. Like there's a reason so many churches used it as a as a scare tactic. Like yeah, mine was no different. <laughs> for real like when I was a kid that was yeah, a scare no, tactic dude like scare tactics in, 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 in mine was, was watching a freaking Care Bears movie you gotta care you know yeah so, the, <laughs> I noticed the churches got a little sissier as we got older like Harry Potter is bad for you I'm like are the horror movies this bad really like yeah. are the horror movies so <laughs> lame right now that you have to fucking like attack Harry Potter right. like come on man like the kids gotta stick <laughs> like, for real like how much damage is he gonna do Leviosa you're going to hell <laughs> so so we see the way she acts around all these people all her co-workers all her like we see we see that she's flirting with her director you know typical actor actor stuff and then we meet her her little girl Reagan mm-hmm. who who comes across as one of the most loving relationships that you'll ever see between a mother and daughter. Yeah. Like these two adore each other. Right. Mm. And she's an asshole to everybody except for her daughter, except for her daughter. And her daughter is very, yeah. And, and that just adds to the horror and it adds to the tragedy because you know how much they love each other. And you know that she's not the kind of person that would fake this. Right. And they 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 have this real sort of thing about her where like you you get this this sort of attitude from from Ellen Burstyn where it's like yes she's a jerk and yes she does like shitty shitty things but she does it to make sure her daughter and her are okay like yeah. it's it's just them against the world so mm-hmm. like Ellen Burstyn doesn't have time to make friends she doesn't give a fuck <laughs> if you like her yep. Like, she doesn't yep. give a fuck if she does something to undercut you to make more money. Like, this is like, fuck you, dude. I have a daughter at home, and I'm going to make sure she gets the best in the fucking world. Like, I don't give a yep. fuck if I hurt your fucking feelings in the process. And, like, so many of us can fucking relate to that. Like, yeah. I think so many people can relate to that. And it's one of those, does that make me a bad person? Does that Does that make me eligible to have my fucking kid possessed by a fucking demon? Like, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, is that is that the criteria? Like and they dick. really, and they really hammer home the fact that her daughter is the exact opposite of her. Yeah, her daughter's a very, very nice, very like very little kid, and actually talks like a child. Like yeah. she talks like a twelve-year-old, dude. Yeah, like which she, I she's think not, is. You think what? Uh, well, I mean, I think that's what kind of makes it so fucking hard, is because yeah. she does such a good job of portraying a kid, of portraying a kid that doesn't doesn't know how bad the world is because her mother shelters her from it. Like, yeah, and not, and that, not in a bad way. Yeah. Like, and it, it's not in a bad way. She shelters her from it by like doing what she has to to make sure she goes to the the better schools, like has the best care in the world, the best food. 
like the best type of home to be raised in that it, that a single mother can do. And like that, and 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 she does. She comes off so well as that kid, as just a little yeah. kid who doesn't know how bad the world is out there yet. Like yeah. the world, the world hasn't corrupted her yet. Exactly. And she's like, she's very innocent and very uh, um, like very wide eyed and 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 just in love with her mother, in love with with you know everything. And I mean, she she's a normal she's a normal kid, like a normal you know well adjusted child. And I think that's what makes it so much scarier is because she really comes off the first half of this movie as somebody who doesn't deserve this. Yeah. And and like the only thing the only thing that she does is she finds a a Ouija board. Mm -hmm. She starts talking about uh, her friend, Captain Howdy. Yeah. Which to us world weary uh, adults is like, excuse me, (laughs) who are you talking to? You're talking to but what to now? the child, yeah. But to the child, like that's just—that's how know. the game works. That's what the yeah. game's supposed to do. Yeah, you know, and it's it funny because it, it says it right there on the box what it's going to do. <laughs> yeah, and and she doesn't think anything of it. The she doesn't think anything of it. The mother doesn't think anything of it. Like it, it, it's just her playing games, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's also funny in in the fact that these two have absolutely zero connection. Mm-hmm. to uh to Karis you know right. zero connection there's there's like no no reason for 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 them to to even think of each other right and this is the kind so, of thing where where the movie gets a little like uh convoluted and it's not even very convoluted it's just that the, it was maybe one of the first times that at least I can recall seeing them try to make almost three different movies in one film like yeah at the first because like you have you have damien caris's story you have father Marin's story and then you have reagan and her mother's story and it all sort of leads they they come together to that yeah you know so so would you say that it's more like a uh like a um uh, a pulp fiction kind of narrative where yeah like that's, story that's kind of, kind of exactly where i was going with it i was trying to think yeah. of another movie but like that's kind of where i go is pulp fiction like where like yeah. all these stories are connected in some different way mm-hmm. but this one has the one big connection that it leads to instead yeah. of you trying to connect the dots to it uh so your, so your big connection is the actual exorcism you know what i mean yeah so father Karras uh is I think is the best character in this movie, man, because absolutely. So uh, Jason Miller plays father Karras and he plays him as somebody who's, who's just done with everything, man. Yeah. Just weird like, he, world. He's this, he's this priest who's also a scientist and he also has the, uh, uh, a mother who he loves very much, who he's, he loves, but at the same time, he doesn't have the resources or the ability to take care of her because she's got a, a degenerative disease. Right. Right. And unfortunately he doesn't make enough money to put her in the, in the place that she needs to be, to be well taken care of. Right. And he has to put her in a, in a nursing home. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, you there, there's like this, this whole, this scene where she gets after him. Yeah, and, and like it, it breaks your heart because you know that he doesn't have any other choice. Yeah, right. And at at, at this time, and he's he's talking to his other his other friend. Um, it's another priest, I think. Uh, um, Father Dennings, I think, or Kinderman. His name's Kinderman. Yeah, 
and um, he like he, he kind of starts questioning his uh, his faith mm-hmm. and for, for, for a priest to start questioning their faith out in the open like that yeah like you know that that he, it's it's just eating at him inside yeah you know? like back then it wasn't one of those things in the 70s and the 60s that wasn't really a thing like it just sort of you either were it or you weren't like mm-hmm. and so to like show somebody who was like questioning that was one of those first times you ever see that on film you know what i mean mm-hmm. like you don't yeah. ever hear that on film like outside of like maybe the, the thorn birds or some shit but <laughs> yeah and and it, it's um it's just it's just really really uh, great to see uh, Jason Miller. The, his performance is just so like even even in those scenes where he's just like just sitting there and staring and trying to pray and mm-hmm. and like he comes across as as an old man even though he's in his forties. Yeah, you know? yeah. So um, so yeah so all of a sudden Reagan starts showing some strange behavior. Um, and it, it slowly builds up because she starts having these symptoms where, like, she's just, like, throwing herself around. And there's a scene where she's on the bed and she's being flipped up and down, oh, up and down God. like that. Yeah. She actually broke her back. Yeah, dude. She's fucked up. And to this day, she broke still her back. has pain. Yeah. And to this day, she still has pain, you know. But... uh they go through they go through the whole uh, thing of her uh, going to the doctors, going to all these specialists, mm-hmm. and they're trying to figure out what's going on with her. And there's this there's this really great scene where the doctors like we find no physical nothing physically wrong with her, mm-hmm. and she just loses her mind like what the fuck are you like everybody's fucking telling me the same thing you know like yeah. what's what's going on like this woman is at her wits end trying to find out what is wrong with her. She's paying for the finest fucking doctors, and they're all telling her the same thing. Like, yeah, that there's nothing wrong with her. There's nothing wrong with her, which is yeah. fucking. As a parent, you don't want to fucking hear that. That's just yeah, and they, that's and I love I love that they focus that they spend so much time that they don't go straight to the exorcism. They go like, no, they they what really would you take, logically go through. Yeah, like they really take their time before you get there. Like the exorcism is the last resort. Yeah. And they really they really show you that it's a, it's like the final resort because they, she tries everything. Yeah. Like she tries she takes him to she takes her to so many specialists like and, and what's and, more terrifying than like finding out that all these expensive tests and all these little procedures and whatever that like they're not working, yeah, and they can't find out what's wrong with her. Mm-hmm. Which like is that's fucking, terrifying. That's a really that's a frightening notion, man. Like mm-hmm. it's it's I don't know, man. It, it that that in itself is a creepy idea. Like it's creepy in mm-hmm. itself. Is that your kid's sick? They're very clearly sick, and like nobody can tell you what's wrong with them. Like yeah. that's to me, that's a nightmare for a parent. Like I think that would be a fucking just that's a hellacious nightmare for a parent. <laughs> Like, yeah. you know, your kid's not pretending, you know, there's something wrong with them. And like, you're paying out the ass, like for treatment and like medicine and like help. And they're all telling you the same thing. There's nothing wrong with her. There, there is no medicine yeah. for what she has because she doesn't have anything like, fuck you, dude. There's something wrong with her. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you totally get uh, Ellen Burstyn's uh like the, the way she reacts, especially when she does go to her last resort and she meets with uh 
with Karis, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the only reason she knows Karis is because he is a uh, um, he works in the school, the university that they're filming at. Yeah, right? yeah. And, she, and she's noticed him around, walking mm-hmm. around, and 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 uh, you know stuff like that. But going back to the fact that she is she has come across as a just straight up atheist. Like she doesn't believe in all that stuff. There's a scene where the, where the housekeeper uh, puts a a crucifix on on Reagan. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I don't want this anywhere near her. Like, no, this is not going to work. Like, no, like get this away from her. Yeah. Yeah. Like quit this ridiculous shit. Like, and she meets with, yeah, what? No, saying like, it's a real, like, don't patronize it sort of like yeah. attitude about it like it feels like you're patronizing her illness yeah like so just don't you're not taking it seriously <laughs> yeah and it's real like yeah. so just don't don't do that and i i understand that like like i don't know man it, it, it's such a like strange notion that like you're so it, it, her atheism almost borders hatred for god yeah you know what i mean like there's a fine line between like hating God and actual atheism. Like being an atheist, you don't hate God. You don't believe in it. Like how are you going to hate something yeah. you don't believe in? You know what I mean? And like hers kind of borders, like she's almost like insulted by like the religious iconography and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and, and again, why they use it as fucking, why a lot of churches use it as cannon fodder. Like they use the movie yeah. as cannon fodder. Like, no, see what happens? <laughs> Yeah, what what happens to this child who who didn't do anything wrong to anybody and and you know, but the like I said, her her last resort, like she's gone to every doctor, she's gone to every every specialist, and she meets with Karis, mm-hmm. and she tells her like like he he tell she tells him, like what do you know about exorcism? He's like, uh, like uh, all I know is that it, it's it's something very rare and and all that stuff. And he's like, and he, you know, you should take her to to a psychiatrist. And she just loses it, like, yeah, like I've taken her to every goddamn psychiatrist. Everybody keeps fucking me t- telling me the exact same fucking thing, you know? Yeah. And then uh, he he uh, she convinces him to go and and visit. Mm-hmm. And that's when the shit starts, dude. Yeah, like that's like, when that's when bad. that's when it starts getting crazy, right? And <laughs> like you, uh, we see Reagan in the bed, <laughs> and she's tied down, right? And this is before it gets really bad, dude. Like they, the the dialogue that they have mm-hmm. is just absolutely terrifying. And they don't use Reagan's voice, or they don't use Linda Blair's voice. They use a. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't believe that she got she got credit. Uh, no, she she went she. Up. She was uncredited the fir- for the first one. Like, the first um, time it came out, I forget Merce- her name, too, man. Mercedes McCambridge. There you go. Okay. So, Mercedes McCambridge was an old, old school, like, golden age of Hollywood actress, mm-hmm. right? She was, um, she was in her 60s when this movie came out. Yeah. Okay. She hadn't acted in, I want to say, like, 10 years mm-hmm. when this movie came out. Like, she hadn't acted in a long time. Yeah, and uh, when she was cast, she uh, she never drank, she never smoked, she never mm-hmm. like did anything like that. She got the part. She started drinking bottles of whiskey 
mm-hmm. started smoking like three or four packs a day to get her yeah. moisture for the, for the thing. And man, <laughs> boy, did she fucking nail it! Like her voice is just picture perfect. It, it, it's still one of the most like you hear it and it's still like fuck man it still sounds so gross like that voice coming out of that kid like yeah. it just it just always seems so gross like the sow is mine like oh dude like you don't want to hear a kid talk like that <laughs> and like she does such a good job of moving she 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 moved her i imagine like they filmed everything with Linda Blair first and yeah. like she, she followed suit of Linda Blair's mouth movements, because it looks like Linda Blair is saying these things. Like her, her performance, Linda Blair's performance, I think is is so underrated. Yeah, because for, for fucking such a fucking like, like very talked about film. Like we don't really talk about like the performance Linda Blair puts into this, dude. Like yeah, because there are scenes where she's. Going crazy, being thrown around, thrown around the room. There's mm-hmm. scenes where she's, um, uh, what penetrating herself with a crucifix. Yeah, which they actually got a double for because she didn't want to do it. Yeah, uh, but there's also scenes where she's just sitting there and staring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's and so creepy, dude. It's so scary because she you have she makes this amazing emptiness to her face. Like, yeah, where she she makes herself look like a husk, like she yeah. looks like a husk of of a human, mm-hmm. like and and a lot of it, uh, yeah, a lot of it's the makeup, but like time and time and movie after movie has proven over and over again that makeup will not make your fucking actor. Like <laughs> no. sometimes your actor sucks it even shit through a brick. Yeah, sometimes it hinders the performance. And she's know? she's like fucking a beaconing light beneath the fucking blanket with holes in it without makeup. Like, yep. you know, that girl, that little girl's under there and she's killing it in this role. Like still to this day, man, like I, I don't you don't get performances like that out of kids anymore, probably because it's illegal now, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, 1970s. <laughs> Bro, we were the last generation. I think uh, you could actually get away with something like that. You know, <laughs> can you imagine the fucking hell? That would rain down on somebody to that put a child actor through that now. Yeah, <laughs> like fuck that, dude. The internet would rain murder on that person, man. Like they got laws for that now, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like no, so, you can't, uh, you, can't, you can't beat up children like that anymore. <laughs> so the reason why I had mentioned earlier uh, the uh, that I believe that Father Marin is the main. Uh, protagonist of this story mm-hmm. is that when they finally call him in and he arrives in the cab and then the tubular bells are playing yeah, you know and then the light shining that very famous picture of the yes. light shining down the, the on, uh, on, on the post on the lamppost mm-hmm. and as soon as Marin walks in you hear you hear uh, Reagan screaming Marin just knew like, like it, it was it was just like this was the 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 ultimate battle mm-hmm. between God and the devil yeah and that is why I don't I don't think this movie gets I don't think I don't understand the movie that the the the, the hate that this movie mm-hmm. gets it's it, weird it's, 
not it does not promote Satanism. It does not at promote all. the devil. It is very much a God versus the devil movie. You'd have you'd have an argument that it promotes Satanism if the fucking thing wins at the end. Yeah, which it doesn't. Well, okay. it, it fucking gets ripped from her body and shit like that. And, and it's I don't know, man. It's so silly because it, it's bred it bred its own genre of horror movies. Possession <laughs> yep. horror movies are are their own thing now. And like, man, let me tell you, I've probably seen a hundred possession movies at this point. <laughs> yeah, there's the and they're movie. all the same, dude. Like they're all, all the same. The same of, there are a couple of good ones. There are a couple of really good ones. I think The Exorcism of Emily Rose kind of took a really oh. good good uh, uh, route on that one. Absolutely, there, but I think. But that one comes across more as a courtroom drama. Yeah, that. and I think that's why I like it. It's like Law and Order, fucking like hell, heaven and hell. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, I really, I, I've, I've always dug that one. I, um, I grew to to actually like the last Exorcism. Uh, I I, I grew to like that one. I didn't like it at first, but the more I watch it, the more I I find myself enjoying it. Uh, There's one really good one that I always recommend if if you haven't seen it because it's genuinely scary. Uh, It's called The Possession of Michael King. Like, that's a genuinely creepy horror film. Like... Dude. (laughs) Michael Caine? King. Oh, Michael King. Oh, okay. And it's it's interesting because the idea of it is it's a dude who's an atheist who, like, wants to prove once and for all that, like, none of this shit is real. Like, a, a definitive proof of non-existence. Uh-huh. Um, and, like, so now you have to prove to me that it's real. So what this guy does is he calls a demon into his body. Like, he gives, him, he gives his body over to a demon. Like, and one of them, like, down. And like takes him, and it's <laughs> fucked up. Like it's a scary movie. Like it's genuinely pretty good. <laughs> like it was. It was one of those movies where I was like, I didn't expect it to be that good. Like that movie. <laughs> that movie goes hard, and it doesn't have to. Yeah. So like, check that one out if, if you guys ever get a chance to. The possession of Michael King. But um, yeah, this, so, this Exorcist bred its own genre of horror film. And I think, and I think that the exorcism uh, procedure in this movie is the pinnacle, because this one, this what they show in the movie in this movie, is actually based on on what, how they actually do it. Yeah, it's a very real. And, it's based on a very real like exorcism. Yeah, like they use and, the actual exorcist like prayers, the chants, the prayers, the the procedure, the like everything. Everything is is actually, and, and in fact, the uh, the church actually came out and and said that they confirmed that like yeah this is what we do you have know? you have you ever seen the movie this is the end yes i have yes okay so like <laughs> that scene at the end where he, they're trying to exercise jonah hill yeah and he's like really you're gonna go with the exorcist he's like that movie's really accurate and like, <laughs> yeah he keeps trying it and jonah hill's like seriously fuck off it feels weird like <laughs> yeah like, I like so, that. It's such a good joke, considering that yeah. it's a, it's a real exorcism yeah. prayer. Like this is so, this is the same methods the Vatican would use in in a uh, um, a sanctioned exorcism. Yeah. I don't know why the Vatican sanctions 
exorcisms, but whatever. Well, we'll get into that uh, in a little bit. Once we get back, we're, what we're going to do is we're going to take a real quick break uh, here on the Movie Know It All podcast on RGV Titan Radio. We are the 956. We'll be right back. Are you looking for great local music? Then tune in to RGVTitanRadio.com. We play everything local, like hip-hop, rock, and country. If you want your music played on our radio station, then send your music to playmymusic at rgvtitanradio.com. Once more, that's playmymusic at rgvtitanradio.com. Be sure to send MP3 files that include the names of the track, album, and band or artist along with cover art. rgvtitanradio.com. We are the 956. From the depths of the primordial ooze of pop culture, Two figures emerge to bring their gift of knowledge and films to the masses. Their only qualifications? They watched a hell of a lot of movies when they were kids. They're not just experts. They're not just fans. They are movie know-it-alls. Join Bob and Will every Wednesday at 5 p.m. as they host the Movie Know-It-All podcast. Only on RGB Titan Radio. We are the 956. calling you man to see if you wanted to go to the show over at yerb let me know dude call me back bro this club is popping off right now man i'll send you the location dude get out here look man i get it you're social distancing but come on man let's go to the mall let's go have some lunch don't be that guy covid19 is serious always wash your hands always wear a mask and only go out for the essentials this message is brought to you by rgvtitanradio.com we are the 956 
so that's like one of my favorite scenes of the movie. It's, and, uh, it's such a great scene, man. So that dialogue, man, it's it's very it's very like I want to say um, it's 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 very visual in the way the way that it is because you're talking with the with with what he's calling himself the demon's calling himself is the ultimate evil he says he's a devil right yeah and of course we know that the devil's a deceiver we know that that the uh that the creature that's inside of reagan is a deceiver right you know father Karras knows this you know and he, he should have gone full in. on doc holiday on her ass man <laughs> it would have been no! the just real just real like that's the devil apparently he's an educated man now yeah. i really hate him <laughs> but but he's coming across like he he's he's uh at first he's treating this like uh like a like a like a psychological patient that you know because yeah. he's a psychologist and almost uh, like a game of chess yeah like and and he starts talking latin and the uh, uh, the creature starts saying all these different, la- all these other different languages. I don't know what what to, what what he's saying, but you know, how would a thirteen year old girl know this? Right, you know? right. How would a thirteen year old girl do this? And what what's even scarier is that he mentions Karis's mother. Yeah, yeah. You know, and. Uh, that scene where he throws the holy water on her or the quote unquote holy water. Yeah. And he starts the the creature's like, it burns, it burns, it burns. We later find out that it's just regular tap water. Yeah. Know? You know, apparently the the, <laughs> the the water in 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 Georgetown is more polluted than than Michigan. Oh <laughs> mm-hmm. topical uh, humor. It shouldn't be topical. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> This should but not yeah. be a topic, but I, I, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's it's um, it's interesting to me though because if, if I don't know if you're aware of this, um, do you know who was passed up for Jason Miller? Like um, they had in mind at one point. Wasn't it like like uh, uh, they had a bunch of them from 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 my recollection? But but who who uh, who who you had in mind? Uh, the one that that I've always found interesting was Jack Nicholson. Yeah, yeah. He passed up Jack Nicholson for Jason Miller, and like I, I I do wonder if it would be, if the movie would be more distracting with Jack Nicholson. You know what I mean? That's the like thing. that's what, that's what uh, William Friedkin uh, said because the studio they really wanted Jack Nicholson. They were actually they were actually uh, offering him at the time was a record i think it was like five million dollars something like that and uh uh, wow in the 70s yeah in the 70s and freaking freaking actually uh said no because like you said it would it would become a jack nicholson picture right and and like it it does it would be i because like the more i think about it like the performance between karis and uh um Marin, like the mm-hmm. but Max von Sydow and Jason Miller's characters, their performances are are almost like semi interchangeable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they they sound so much alike. Yeah. Like like ne- neither one of them is commanding the screen more than the other. 
like they really do feel like a team like when they go in there together and i i feel like yeah just like fucking jack nicholson might have like really distracted me he would have overpowered yeah yeah and and uh do you know who they originally wanted to get for father Marin? who they wanted to get uh um marlon brando oh wow they wanted to get marlon brando so imagine Imagine Marlon Brando and Jack Nicholson saying the power of Christ compels you to the a 13 year old. Christ <laughs> compels you. The power of Christ compels you. I have Christ's power. And it compels. Look what they've done to my boy. <laughs> Pazuzu, you could have been a contender. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been somebody. <laughs> it would have been good, man. Like, I went to the no. dentist and you left all these cotton balls in my mouth. <laughs> so my you want <laughs> So you want to hear something really, really funny though? Tell me. Is that uh, you know in uh, uh, you remember Scary Movie too, right? Yeah. Where they did a spoof of this. Yeah, yeah, with with, uh, with with James Woods. With James Woods, right? Who I used to like uh, before I had Twitter. Yeah, the the Mensa himself, right? So, <laughs> oh. so uh, you know who was originally cast? Who? <laughs> Marlon Brando. Get the fuck! That would have been great. So Marlon Brando, uh, they they actually paid him one million dollars for two <laughs> days of work, right? <laughs> and guess what? He got sick. Wow. They had already paid him the one million dollars. That and, and he didn't even he didn't show up for one day. He died a month later, dude. Like wow. Like not even like you know. That so sucks. it was never meant to be, dude. It was never meant to be. He was just never meant to play the fucking priest in yeah. the fucking parody or the original. That's yeah. too bad. How weird. So, yeah, man. The the I love that you brought up the dynamic between Karis and Marin because. Uh, Marin is is like the old fogey dude. Like he's he's mm. the he's a general. He's the he's a, the the veteran. Mm. Like he comes in, um, he lays down all the all the uh, the things and little knickknacks that they're gonna use. Like he know he's done this a million times before, and the entire time, uh, it's the uh, Karis is. I mean, he knows what's going on, but at the same time, he's like. He can't believe that this is happening because it's one of those yeah. things where it's like, I've heard of it, but mm. I've never seen it. Right. Right. It's one thing to hear about it, but to face it is something else. Yeah. And coming from this guy who's having this absence of faith, who's having this battle in his own mind mm. about whether or not any of this is real. Mm. And the pinnacle of the moment is when they're doing the chants, the incantations, and they're doing the, the holy water and stuff. And Reagan starts talking in Karis's mom's voice. Oh, dude, it's probably one of the creepiest moments in the entire film. And At least to me. Yeah, and it's terrifying because she's saying the exact same lines that his mom actually said to him. Yeah. Right? Like, it wasn't there, but it, it hurt it. It's fucking yeah. so gross. And it's, like, it's... How could it hear that without being there? Yeah. And and he's just, like, the look that he gives is just, like, 
both horror, like terror, and just anger. The anger, like the, it's taking over him, and that's exactly what the demon wants. Yeah, the demon wants him to get off his game. He wants him to like he's he's because he knows that Karis is or a uh, Marin is too strong. Yeah, he knows that that it's not so, going to crack him. It's not going to crack Marin, but he's trying like hell to to crack Karis, right? And like, see that scene again. If you'd have cast like Jack Nicholson in that role, like that scene yeah. would have probably been far more intense. It would yeah. have been really, really, really see, like done really well. But at the same time, like it can take you out of it. Like you're caught in Jack Nicholson's performance, and yeah, not so but, much the movie. But see, here's the thing. As great of a performer, and this is what we talked about last week, right? Mm -hmm. We talked about the fact that there are great actors, but there are just parts that aren't fit for them, right? Mm -hmm. So imagine having Jack Nicholson and this pinnacle of manhood Mm -hmm. playing this... just this this priest who's lost his faith mm. filled with flaws and so unsure of himself do you think that jack nicholson would be able to pull that off well, i i think he could because the, the because jack nicholson just oozes charisma and oozes he confidence he does right but i, I don't I it wouldn't have worked dude it wouldn't have worked it, 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 i think he could have he could have done it he could have performed it like really well but at the same time it's it's like asking fonzie not to be cool you know what i yeah. mean like there's some things you can't you can't really fucking do like you could have totally cast jack nicholson in it and i'm sure he would have been amazing but like you're right though he's a little too cool for that kind of a role yeah. i mean like, jack nicholson played something like that in uh, uh, about schmidt yeah, uh, but that that wasn't until he was an old old man. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, like you'd ex- you'd be watching the movie like the majority of the time, waiting for him to just untire and like, here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna let yeah. you go, and you and me are gonna throw fisticuffs and like <laughs> fisticuffs. just beats the shit out of Reagan, like yeah. just punch, just like punch beats her to death and yeah. shit, like. Oh God, Jason Miller was 34 years old when he filmed this movie. Fuck you, wasn't Oh really? my god, Jason Miller was 34 years old. He was born in 1939. This movie was made in 1972. All right, well, then he got, but man, that's a hard 34 years. Bro, <laughs> I'm, bro I'm 35. I don't look, I I know I don't look that fucking, that that's, must be There's those British jeans, man. Like, holy shit. Max von Sydow, uh, he plays 80-year-old Father Marin in this movie. Um he was actually, uh, let me see, the, the forty years old. Have you have you ever seen him in Needful Things, the Stephen King movie? Uh, I, was that the the, the made for TV movie? I don't know if it's made for TV. I don't think it is. Like I think it's a Castle Rock, a Castle Rock Entertainment. Uh, but um, like he plays like the devil in that one, which uh, is so funny. Like <laughs> from I remember watching him in the Seventh Seal, and I don't think that guy was ever a young man, dude. No, he's al- he's always had like almost his hair's al- his his hair his whole life's almost been white. It's yeah. platinum as fuck, but it's practically white. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? There's 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 some Ingmar Ingmar Bergman snob just listening to this, like, oh, of course he'd have seen the Seventh Seal. <laughs> yeah, everyone's fuck, seen the fuck seventh you, seal. fuck you, people. By the way, the Seventh Seal kicks ass. That's you know, okay. Movie. You know what? I'm gonna piss that person off even more. Look, dude. The only reason I saw the Seven Seal is because I saw Last Action Hero first. Oh, uh, uh. he wins. <laughs> and I'm like, Seven. you know what? That was 
That was Ian McKellen. That's how much he didn't yeah. like you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I go, I go into, I go into every comic book store and ask for the 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 long Halloween. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. You guys have a copy of the Killing Joke? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I do. <laughs> what the fuck are y'all gonna do about it? Uh, I am gonna jam Miley Cyrus's covers of Metallica. <laughs> hell yeah, dude! What are you gonna do about it, nerd? <laughs> Yeah, guess what? I think Ariana Grande's got a great voice. What? <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. I was saying that yesterday about like the the Metallica covers. Like, I was like, oh, dude, they can't scratch their nose without you people calling them posers. You're in your 30s. You don't understand irony anymore. Dude, let them get their paycheck, dude. Come on. For real? Like, who cares? Like, yeah. I'd, I'd let fucking somebody cover garbage music that I wrote like <laughs> like 30 years ago. <laughs> right. So, come on, man. You guys busted a nut when uh when Limp Biscuit covered Faith. Get over yourself. So, right, in defense of that though, that's a dope cover. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even a Limp Biscuit fan, and I like it. Yeah. So yeah, I like Alien Ant Farm's cover of Smooth Criminal better. You're going too far. <laughs> You're going way too far. Like so take anyway. it back. <laughs> <laughs> take it back. So so we have uh, this amazing scene where yes, it is an actual uh, recreation of uh, uh, an exorcism ritual. And this scene is like this, this, the whole last 30 minutes of the movie, I want to say, is it 30 minutes, like 30, 35 minutes, something like that, 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, Cause this is only a two hour movie, mm-hmm. but they, they spend a lot uh, like just building up and stuff. Yeah. But the it builds uh, to that third act, to that final act of the film. It really does. And that final act, that's it. This is the, the famous scene. This is where all the good horror comes from. And it takes place in one room. Oh. Okay. Now, this is a clinic. Mm-hmm. And I give freaking all the credit, credit in the world. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to break down his directing style. Okay. Go for it. So he, he was able to get not only these performances, the reason why he got the performances that he got was because like you said, they wouldn't be able to make this movie the way, the way he made it back then today. Right. Yeah. He actually built the, the set in a refrigerator truck. Yeah, dude. And just they, lowered, they lowered the temperature down to, I think it was like 30, 30 degrees. Yeah. Cause they needed you to see the breath. They needed the breath and poor Linda Blair. <laughs> Poor little Linda Blair. All she had on was her makeup mm-hmm. and that little like sheer uh, sleeping gown that she had. Yeah. You know, and in between takes, they would actually have to take a blanket over to her so she wouldn't catch hyperthermia. Yeah, dude. Like, you know, bad. and uh, she was there like all day, all night. Like they shot for for 20 hours straight one one day. Oh, it's horrible. So some like especially the the world famous pea soup scene where she vomits right it was originally supposed to uh just like shoot out a little bit it wasn't supposed Mm. to shoot out as much as it did yeah and it shot it shot um it shot what's his name jason miller in the face and he's one of those guys he's one of those guys that if he touches face he'll knock you out yeah 
So the fact that he was able to hold his composure and, and like just get got, hosed in that garbage, like like they got him, Jason Miller and and Friedkin got so into it after that scene. Mm-hmm. Like they got so apparently they got into it a lot. They got into it a lot. Yeah, dude. But, but apparently that scene was a straw that broke the camel's back, and mm. like <laughs> freaking had to direct from the different room when it whatever. <laughs> like because Jason Miller send is in the AD <laughs> because because in the movie uh, Karis is like a former boxer and he's he he runs and stuff. Uh, Jason Miller is a legit former boxer. Like he yeah. is a former <laughs> like like Olympic level boxer. So he would have knocked the fuck out of freaking <laughs> anybody, everybody. Like, yeah, like <laughs> so the fact that he did that behind like uh the 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 special effects guy had already set it up and everything and they did it in rehearsal and then behind the special effects guy back uh 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 a freak and just went a couple of extra yeah. pumps you know just <laughs> Like you but, think you're real funny, don't you? <laughs> and that, that was like the only take that they got of that because you know he wasn't gonna do it again. He wasn't gonna stand in the same place again again. <laughs> but they yeah. got it and it worked, you know. Yeah, it's it's still a fucking like oh like that scene yeah. is still one of those like no man you can see junk in there. And like, apparently, apparently they got like I don't know how many cans of soup just to get the right consistency that he wanted. Yeah, you know. They had to buy like a hundred different kinds of soup just so that they can like mix and match and stuff. And get the right so fucking repulsive. Like it really so, does. So damn gross. And uh, so after after we had mentioned the the uh, the fact that he was he had conjured his uh, the demon had conjured uh, his mother. He uh, he leaves him alone. here with us, Karis. <laughs> She'd like to leave a message. <laughs> Make sure that she gets it. <laughs> and uh, he leaves Marin in there. And now this next scene, where I like it, there's something about it, and it's very simple. Yeah. Uh, Karis walks in. Marin is dead on the freaking bed. Yeah. And Reagan is just sitting there in the corner, just like sitting there, like, like I didn't do nothing. Like, yeah. Like, like almost scared real like real kevin spacey and fucking seven when they find the dead dogs like dead dog like, i didn't do that <laughs> like yeah. real fucking she really does kind of have that look on her face like did he yeah. die like yeah. i didn't even get to kill him yeah like oh my god what have i done and and the the whole throughout the whole movie you see him taking these nit- nitro pills nitroglycerin pills yeah. for yeah. his heart because mm. he's got a bad heart and the way the way uh, Miller like just tries to revive Max von Sydow, dude, like it's it's heartbreaking and it's terrifying and it's it's like what do I do now? Yeah, you know, like what do I do? Like how am I gonna beat this thing without him? Yeah, like and it's it's the it's the same thing. Is why she starts. I, I always felt that's why she started laughing. She's like, well, shit, like I'm gonna beat yeah. this guy. Like I'm already in his head. Well, I guess it's like, that was mine. <laughs> like that was all you had was him. Like and he died. He killed himself. Like he. Yeah, you lost your ringer, boy. Yeah, pretty much. Like, and that like the the face is the the thing that always kind of like got to me about that scene. It's just the way Linda Blair's sitting on the bed, staring at him, like almost like she's like waiting she's for him to like, sit up. Yeah, like she's waiting yeah, like, for him to sit up. Like, are you fucking with me? Yeah. <laughs> 
Like real child's play three, like you gotta be fucking kidding me. Like it, it it's such a like weird it's a weird shot. It's a weird scene. Like and it's kind of it's well fuck kind of. It's incredibly unsettling. Like every face that Linda Blair really makes in this movie is unsettling. Like she's she's so good at portraying possessed like she is the fucking measuring stick she really is and like to watch her start like just giggling afterwards and laughing at him and like again had you cast jack nicholson in this role this scene would have been incredibly distracting i think it would have been funny it would have been like he grabs her and he starts screaming like take me yeah like it it would have been like I'm seeing yeah. you know, like it's it's just very Jack Nicholson y. Yeah. And um yeah, like he, he grabs her and it's it's so funny because this whole time and I keep reiterating this 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 thing where this man, this 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 husk of a man who lost his mother, who, who lost his faith, who's got nothing to live for right who's got every single reason to just like just leave everything as is right yeah he takes this child he takes this child who he's never met right he's never met this kid and he forces the demon to get to into himself Mm. and it's funny because i didn't really catch this the first time i saw it right but there's a there's a part where where he grabs her Mm. and he shakes her he's like get like take me take me you son of a bitch and he's like slapping slapping her around mm-hmm. and there's a split second where where like you see that it goes into him and his face changes into the face of the demon yeah and then and then he throws himself out the freaking window okay mm-hmm. and the the here's a funny story he lands at the, he lands on on the bottom of the uh of the uh um, I'm sorry. I like, how you follow, I like how you follow being thrown out by a window with funny story. Yeah, no, funny <laughs> story, right? So his his friend who he's been talking to uh, uh, throughout the movie, Father Dyer, yeah, was played by a real priest, like a real yeah. reverend. He was a real, actual, real life reverend. And he was, uh, I think, he was also like a, like, um, what is it? What are those 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 guys that that like they're professional and they come on to make sure everything's correct and accurate and shit? Oh, consultant. Like a consultant, right? Mm-hmm. He had actually been a part of of a couple of exorcisms. Oh, wow. so you know he was like the the resident expert, and he originally didn't want a part in the movie, but but you know, Blatty being the or a uh, 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 freaking being the, the the guy that he is, you know, he's like, come on, come on, do it, come on, come on, <laughs> come, on. <laughs> come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Okay, fine, <laughs> just leave me alone. Okay, so. Right before they do the take where where he's giving him his last ride, which by the way, like it, it's it's so heartbreaking because he sees his friend on the ground and he's crying tears, like just he knows his friend is dying and he's trying his best to get the last rites out before he dies. Right, yeah. right before they said action, mm-hmm. freaking goes up to him and says, "Hey, are you ready?" He's like, "Yes, I think so." And he winds up and he slaps him on the face. Okay, now go. <laughs> That's why he's crying. Yeah. Because they had already done, because they had already done a couple of takes and uh-huh. like he's like, No, you're not sad enough. You're not sad enough. No. And he goes in there and he just like if you look carefully, you can see his whole face is red. 
<laughs> I never noticed that before. Yeah. I'm probably never going to not notice it now. Yeah. Like, you see, that's the kind of stuff you can't do anymore as a director. Like, exactly. Like, like, that's, like, what I, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't, you can't be abusive to your actors anymore because, you know, they got something called, you know, unions and rights. <laughs> Fucking Teamsters. <laughs> so... So uh, yeah, man, he sacrifices himself to. Uh, to I, I don't know. I don't know how that would work, but the fact that he did sacrifice himself is just like the the the, the perfect conclusion to his story. Yeah, you know, and it's it's such a crazy, crazy thing that you have this ultimate battle between good and evil, and the only reason good won was because it was willing to sacrifice itself right you know it was willing to do that you know and i think that this is uh this movie is and it's funny because freaking always said this is not a horror movie huh. it's it's a battle between good and evil you know yeah, well they said it's, that battle in a horror movie <laughs> you know he never looked at it as a horror movie and he wasn't trying to make a horror movie which is was, that, that's what kind of I think that's what happens when you're not trying to make a horror movie is when you make some of the better horror films yeah like Kubrick never felt like he made a horror movie which is fuck him I don't know how but like, you know. I was like what other kind of movies did you make they were all pretty horrifying to me yeah but like he never felt like he made a horror movie and I guess that's what what Blatty was doing too, where he's like, "No, I didn't," or Friedkin, or just like, "No, I wasn't making a horror movie." Like, interesting, because yeah. you made one. <laughs> yeah, like sometimes you you don't you don't intend to make a comedy, and then you make the room, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so yeah, man. the The whole thing about this movie, and 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 it's it's so funny because you have this narrative. Okay, this narrative that this is this movie is evil, and it's got it's 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 uh, uh it's cursed. Yeah. And if you watch it, you're doing something wrong. You're doing something bad. And and like, I remember, um, at the when I when I was younger, uh, I think it was Channel Five mm. that they they were during one of the news segments. They actually had footage from a local exorcist. Mm. And my parents made me sit you know go go to my room while they watched it you know <laughs> and that's what i felt like like uh, hearing about this movie and and thinking about it and when i finally saw it i was like i was like wow this this is one of the few movies that i think lived up to the hype in my mind yeah because because the visuals and and the ways portrayed is extremely realistic yeah. as fantastic as it is you know, like, as unrealistic as it is, it's very realistic. Un unfortunately for me, like I, I, I was too young to to really appreciate it the first time I watched it, and like personally, when I was a kid and I watched it for the first time, I was like, "This is taking way too long to get scary." <laughs> yeah, like it was annoying me, but um, like it, it it has there's this really weird difference where like, see, a lot of people tell me the same thing about The Shining. Like, that it takes too long to get scary. Like, really, the only scary part is the third act. And, like, you know, I, I just... Even as, as a kid, I disagreed because the thing that I always liked about The Shining was the music because it does let you know you're watching a horror movie throughout yeah. the whole thing. It's, it's letting you know you are watching a horror movie, like, 
wait, like feel it, like all this shit. And like, I dug that. I, I, I always liked that. And this one, just like, you know, we promised there's a horror movie here. Just wait. <laughs> and like, as a kid, I just like, I didn't have patience. I didn't like it very much. But as an adult, like knowing more about like exorcisms and reading more into stuff like that, like it's a little like, wow, dude, that's a fucked up movie. Like, yeah. And I, and, and it wouldn't have been as, I don't think it would have been as um, successful or as profound. Mm hmm. If if they had like just jumped into the action, you know, right? Yeah, because you can't you can't because when when you have when you have a situation where where the person the main antagonist is taking the form of a little girl, mm -hmm. like you know you you have to have build up the sympathy for that child. You have to build up the sympathy for the people that they are fighting with or fighting mm -hmm. for, you know. And I say that for every horror movie, man. I say that for 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 every great great horror movie. Yeah. Is that is that the more you care about the characters, the more you care about what's going on, the more they build up the reason why these characters are there or 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 the reason why the the shit is happening to them. Mm -hmm. The better the horror comes out, the and better the everything happens. You know, this is this is why I feel um, that next year's remake of The Exorcist is just not is not going to land. Mm. Um, I could be wrong. They could totally evil dead the fuck out of this. Yeah, um, they could totally evil dead the fuck out of out of that that story and fucking just boom. You know, like, holy shit, they did a great job. Uh, I don't see it happening. Uh, I don't think we have the attention span for movies like this anymore. People only have the attention span for The Exorcist now because everybody will constantly tell you how good the fucking Exorcist is and how scary yeah. it is. Uh, I've noticed more people prefer the idea of... Uh, they prefer the jump scare over the actual building of horror now. Uh, yeah. So much so, did you read that article? Uh, where like I just lost all I, I lost almost all my faith in science. It said <laughs> yeah. science says that the scariest uh, movie of all time is Sinister. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I'm I'm I, I uh while I do like Sinister, it's a very I good do too. Horror movie. It's a very yeah. good horror movie. It's a great horror movie. It's not the scariest <laughs> fucking movie ever. What do you think is the scariest movie ever? Do you like for real? Like, like no, no, no bullshit. What? Um, can no you even bullshit. answer that question? Can you even answer that question? Uh, no bullshit. The one that always kind of uh, there was always two movies that sent chills up my spine. Mm -hmm. uh, that when I was a kid, when I when I was watching these horror movies uh, growing up, there are two movies that I watched that made me like, okay, I think I'm gonna have nightmares tonight. Like I start, I would worry about going outside and shit like that, or like walking around the house by myself would make me paranoid. Uh, the only two movies to ever really, really do that to me were the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, because I always felt that was too fucking real. Like yeah. that just seemed way too real. Like the idea of just some lunatic with a chainsaw chasing you and never getting tired <laughs> yeah. seemed too real to me. Um, and the other one, because it seemed like there'd be nothing I could do, uh, was the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, wow. How do you fight sleep? Yeah. Like that, that will win eventually. 
like at some point you are gonna fall asleep mm-hmm. and that scared the shit out of me like the first time I saw Nightmare on Elm Street was real like Jesus fucking Christ like can you imagine this shit would really happen yeah like it was just a real dream demon that like ate your fucking soul and like <laughs> tormented you in your dreams for weeks before yeah. it did it like fuck you dude that sucks like what could you really do about it so I can name five movies alright that like really got to me like really like sunk sunk my heart to my stomach right mm-hmm. There is, like, of course, this movie, The Exorcist. There's a Shining. Mm-hmm. And I put Sinister on there, too. I put Sinister really? on that list. Yeah, because it, it, there's something about it. And, and I think Ethan Hawke is a phenomenal actor. And I think oh, that God, they, 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 made, they, made, they made that movie perfectly, right? It, it is uh, a very good horror movie. It, it, it's, but very, to me, it's very good. I guess that's why they would say, like, like scientifically, it's the better horror movie. Because it is... Yeah. It's horror movie 101. Yeah. Like, how do you make a good horror movie like this? Yeah. Like, you show somebody it's, sinister. It's, it's because that whole Super 8 thing kind of freaks me out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. That whole I, I, I get that. Type. Yeah, I get and, that. And Hereditary is another one. Yeah. Uh, the one that we did uh, last week, mm-hmm. uh, a couple weeks ago. And believe it or not, uh, I, I I put I put on uh, The Ruins is another the movie Ruins. that really freaked me out. And I'll tell you why, man. The whole thing about them being stuck on that on that mountain or yeah. on that like pyramid. Yeah, yeah, and then then people not even letting them come down. Yeah, and they just kill like yeah. just like you know out of nowhere, you know. It, it is a pretty fucked up. I like that movie. I think it's a very 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 good fucking movie. But um, yeah, man, like everything else almost just sort of felt like. You could figure a way around it. Um, you know, Michael Myers never, like, freaked me out that much. Like, I know a lot of people feel that way with Halloween. Mm-hmm. But, um... Okay, so we're, right now what we're going to do real quick, man, is we're going to take a real quick break uh, here on the Movie Note Podcast on RGB Titan Radio. One and nine five six. We'll be right, right back. From the depths of the primordial ooze of pop culture, Two figures emerge to bring their gift of knowledge and films to the masses. Their only qualifications? They watched a hell of a lot of movies when they were kids. They're not just experts. They're not just fans. They are movie know-it-alls. Join Bob and Will every Wednesday at 5 p.m. as they host the Movie Know-It-All podcast. Only on RG Titan Radio. We are the 956. And we're back. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, had a little uh, snafu, but uh, yeah, man. Uh, in closing, uh, this movie is one of those where it's 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 uh, like in the lexicon of yeah. just of horror movies, right? It's one of those Absolutely. pillars. It's a, mm-hmm. it's one of the pillars of horror. Like you are not a horror aficionado. You're not a movie aficionado unless yeah. you have seen this movie, right? It like, just like a just passage like, horror film. Yeah, it's just like you know, like like Metallica or Van Halen in music, right? Right. Like right. you just have to know who those guys are. Right. Just like you have to know what The Exorcist is. Mm-hmm. They did make a sequel, uh, Exorcist Two: The Heretic. I think it was like what ten years later. Yeah. Not like uh, the less said about it, the better, I guess, because I haven't absolutely. seen it. <laughs> it's not worth watching. It's absolutely not worth watching. But William Peter Blatty came back. Uh, in the early '90s, and he made he made uh, what was it called a uh, uh, Gemini or something like that? The Gemini Killer. Gemini Killer. He wrote a script called The Gemini Killer, mm-hmm. uh, and they they we like it. They're, they're like we like it. 
let's uh, throw in an exorcism at the end of the movie and call it Exorcist 3. <laughs> yep, pretty much. <laughs> but that being said, it is a phenomenal horror movie. It is so damn good and so damn creepy, that movie, Exorcist 3. And if it's not part of your Halloween viewing, what are you even doing, man? Yeah. Like, really? You're going to skip over The Exorcist on Halloween? Don't be a weenie. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> all those, all these uh, these uh, Exorcist movies, uh, are they available on uh, on any streaming services right now? Uh, I know, I know uh, Exorcist 3 is on Prime. Mm-hmm. Um, part 1 isn't. Uh, I don't. I, I think part one might actually be on Netflix. If I'm not mistaken. No, no, it's not. Unfortunately, it's not. Oh, okay. No. I don't know why I thought it was. Like, yeah. So, so, uh, um, it's it's. You can go to Walmart and get a DVD of it for five dollars in the five dollar bin. I'm like, sure. it's not. It's not that hard. To, it's not that hard to find. If you really want to watch the movie, it's not difficult to get your hands on. Yeah, exactly. So like, uh, it is Warner that, Brothers' like highest grossing like film of all time <laughs> like adjusted for, adjusted for inflation it's their highest grossing movie of all time yeah yeah this movie it's was in theaters for wild. i think a year and a half if i'm not mistaken yeah. it was in theaters for a very long time and man it, it raked it in it does and make money so it, it you'll find it if, if yeah. you go somewhere and they're selling dvds go to the horror section yeah you'll find it's the there it's there. yeah so uh, uh next week man uh well this week is is halloween i hope everybody has a safe and happy halloween i know that that there that there's like a, a still the whole social distancing going on i know that some cities have have a, a ban trick-or-treating mm-hmm. but this this just means that you guys can get creative with your mm-hmm. with your halloween celebrations you know uh, have like have like virtual hangouts uh watch sit down watch horror movies like go outside and, and set up a, a projector and watch it on the side of your house or whatever yeah uh, absolutely there are a lot of places that are having uh i believe that the uh, uh the dodger or the uh the um the what is it the arena in hidalgo hidalgo arena oh, is having the pain arena now the pain arena i mm. think um, i'm not mistaken i think they're having like a drive-in kind of thing are they uh, yeah i didn't know that very cool yeah. so um there's something like that but get creative guys you got you know as, as bad as it is i know that it's like uh daylight saving time and it, it's it's you know on a saturday or whatever we fucked up you know yeah. we fucked up guys that right? explains why the sun is uh, has gone so quick now yeah so uh <laughs> but get creative guys this is going to be an awesome halloween as awesome as you want to make it and uh stay safe it is no. so awesome that we completely neglected to mention, and we're going to go ahead and tell you guys right now, that we are now available on all your favorite streaming sites for for your uh, podcast. We're on, uh, we're on Google Play. We're on Spotify now. We're on Podbean. Like, what else are we on? Will you remember? Uh, iTunes uh, coming soon to uh, to uh, several different uh, wherever. We're almost there. Where we're going to be wherever you find your podcasts yeah, we're, we're, pre- we're, we're pretty much all over the place right now man we're yeah. on spotify we're on podbean we're on uh apple podcasts like check us out man just look for rgv titan radio you'll find us you'll find all your favorite shows there the human condition heavy metal mania the average boys and of course yours truly here at the movie know it all podcast guys uh-huh. so be and sure don't to forget jump on. to subscribe guys like that's the word of the day guys the word of the day subscribe 
and you'll get the movie know it all podcast the average boys all those guys right uh downloaded onto your whatever device you use to listen uh to your podcast next week uh we're going to be welcoming a, a guest we're going to keep the halloween train going for at least one more week uh it's a we're going to be longer now yeah. We're going to be talking to a very good friend of ours, uh, John Gonzalez, uh, the uh, one of the operators of SouthTexasHorror.com, and uh, he's going to come along and uh, uh, tell some some uh, uh, some ghost stories that uh, we used to tell around the fire, and uh, talk about some local urban legends, local ghost stories, uh, local paranormal. Uh, goings on and uh we'll uh, we'll talk about some movies that were inspired by those local legends and stuff it's going to be a lot of fun man this we're guy's talking really about cool. that time your grandfather escaped the, cl- the clutches of la llorona and the time that your grandmother saw duendes under your bed like, yeah. we're talking about all that stuff guys tell us about your supernatural experiences hit us up on the podcast yeah. page let us know if you have any crazy scary true stories that happened to you and we'll talk about them on the show yeah. Like don't 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 neglect to hit us up, man. We're always available, yeah. like out there on so, our on our pages, man. So until next week, happy Halloween, guys. Take care. Be safe. I'm Will. I'm Bob. And this is the Movie Know It All podcast here on RGV Titan Radio. We are the nine five six. Have a good one, guys. See you later. Are you looking for great local music? Then tune in to RGBTitanRadio.com. We play everything local, like hip-hop, rock, and country. If you want your music played on our radio station, then send your music to playmymusic at rgbtitanradio.com. Once more, that's playmymusic at rgbtitanradio.com. Be sure to send MP3 files that include the names of the track, album, and band or artist along with cover art. rgbtitanradio.com. We are the 956.